G'day humans, what's a good boy? Chris Fudd here with Proteus Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style. This time talking outside the ring for my choice of Alfred Hitchcock Presents Episode 1 Revenge from 1958. Alex, had you seen this before? Uh, no, I hadn't. Um, I am somewhat familiar with Alfred Hitchcock. It was... Um... They had him on repeat on TV one on Ozstar back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so are you familiar with some of his, uh, I guess, his movies? He's more well known for being a famous director. I would be if you named him off, but not off the top of my head. Can I can't think of a name off the top of my head. What about Psycho? Of course, yes, yes, of course, that was him. Uh, another big one would happen to be The Birds. Yes, yes. Um, Twilight Zone was him, wasn't it? No, Twilight Zone is a uh, American uh, actor. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I did go back and watch some old Twilight Zones. Did this sort of give you the same vibe? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Especially, like, that feeling of, like, at the start of this sort of stuff, it's like, oh, everything seems to be normal, and then there's that one little clue that something's wrong. And that's yeah. something the Twilight Zone's famous for, and I guess Alfred Hitchcock as well. Yeah, I suppose this is a, a lot less... Um, well, this one especially in particular is a lot less sci-fi than Twilight Zone is. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I suppose we can get straight into it. Uh, show opens with the famous silhouette entrance shot uh and then alfred hitchcock explains as he um uh sort of sets up the short that we'll see tonight uh which was actually filmed in 1955 yeah crazy so uh the newest thing you've picked for outside of the ring in terms of viewing has been a street cat named bob besides that uh you haven't picked anything past the 60s yet <laughs> Hey, I like my oldies. No, that's good. That's good. We've got a good variety. I keep picking 80s camp action movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, probably won't pick anything older than this, but I seen it was there, and it's, um, again, something that I don't think you would have watched if I hadn't picked this. Same like, um, what was it, Over the Top? I don't think I would have gone back and watched again. I'm pretty sure I had watched that with you as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it starts off with an opening shot, small town USA, um, and it's in a trailer park. We're introduced to a young couple um, who have just moved to the town. Um, do you happen to catch either of their names here? Because I've completely forgotten to take note. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't remember either. <clears throat> Hang on, I'll search it up. Carl and Elsa? That's it. Now that you've said that, it's immediately clicked into mind that she's Elsa. Um, so Carl's um, sort of made breakfast for Elsa and wakes her up, saying that he's made her breakfast as it's his first day at his new job and he doesn't want to be late. Um, says that he'll get some things in town on the way home and that he'll help Elsa doing grocery another day. As he leaves the caravan, he talks to um, one of the residents of the um, trailer park as well, a sort of older lady who, as Carl leaves, stops in to say hello to Elsa. Um, 
sort of nothing strange happening at this point, is there? No, and that's what I was saying. Like, everything just seems to be like a normal happy-go-lucky TV show, and then, like, a little bit after that, you start to get occasional hints of, oh, something's not quite right. Yeah. Um, so Elsa explains to the, the neighbour that she's baking a cake for Carl as a surprise, and the neighbour offers her a lift into town to help with groceries. But Elsa declines as she has to wait for the cake to be done to take it out of the oven so it won't burn. So as the neighbour leaves to go into town and do grocery shopping, Elsa sits outside on a lawn chair. And sort of nothing weird's happened up until this point, and then we sort of see uh, later that evening, Carl's driving home. Uh, it's like late afternoon, early evening, the sun's starting to set. Uh, he pulls into the um, house and... Something doesn't seem right. Yeah. Because there's sort of like this um, smoke and then he sort of goes in the bedroom and his wife's sort of there in a daze. Yeah, yeah. This is where I started getting a little bit more interested into what's going on. The first part was a bit take it or leave it for me. But yeah, this is where I'm really hooked in. Yeah, so he sort of, um, the radio was playing and he turns that off as he enters and notices there's something burning in the oven, so he turns the oven off and takes the uh, the burnt cake out of the oven and then Elsa's sort of in, like, this shocked trance on the bed um, and he sort of tries to, to wake her up and eventually a doctor's called and he calls the police as um, and she sort of mumbles out that he... He killed me. He he killed me. And it's just like, what? <laughs> mm. So he, he yells out for help. The uh, neighbour lady from earlier comes over to see what the commotion is and phones for a doctor. Um, later, the um, the police arrive. They've been interviewing Carl and the neighbour separately uh, while a doctor's looking over Elsa. And Carl's explaining, oh, no, I just came straight home. And the neighbour lady's saying that she didn't really hear much. So it's sort of um, a mystery at this point. And then the um, uniform police come across saying that another neighbour saw a man in a grey suit coming up from the beach and then heard a scream shortly after, but hasn't seen anything since. Mm. So it's sort of implying that someone here's uh, attacked Elsa in her home, but the police don't have enough to go on any uh, evidence there of who it may be. Mm. Um, the doctor tells Carl and Elsa to leave town for a couple of days, maybe find a hotel to stay in. And as um, they begin to drive, Carl's sort of uh, asking Elsa, do you remember what he looks like? And then they're sort of driving through this um, other part of town. She goes, that's him, that's him. So he pulls over and follows him into a um, hotel. The guy grabs his room key, says he's on the third floor and at this point, Carl sort of slipped a wrench from underneath the car seat into his pocket as he's exited the car and follows him up the elevator. And as the uh, man in the grey suit enters his hotel room, we see Carl walk back, open the door, and sort of take the uh, wrench from his pocket as he closes it. Mm. So we don't see any actual uh, violence on the show, but it's heavily implied that there's uh, been two acts of violence here. 
and he's sort of uh, seeking revenge for the person that attacked his wife. Yeah. Uh, he comes back down, gets in the car and says to Elsa, why don't we drive somewhere else down the coast to another small little town just to get away for a week or two? And as they uh, sort of drive off into the night, you can hear police sirens in the uh, in the background, sort of behind the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was really ahead of its time, eh? Like, I, yeah. I would love to watch, like, in today's remake culture, like, why people haven't tried to do a recent remake of some of these Alfred Hitchcock stories. That would be incredible. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. Either, I think. I'm sure someone probably has. It's probably yeah. down to whichever TV company in the US owns the rights to it and if they want to do it or not, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, as they sort of fade away from the uh, the young couple in the car and it goes back to Alfred Hitchcock, he sort of gives his piece saying, you shouldn't take the law into your own hands and he'll do his time for attacking that man sort of thing and sort of sets up what's happening next week and then signs off. And, yeah, I thought this uh, stands up uh, compared with today's viewing. Yeah, definitely. And, man, I love Alfred Hitchcock as a presenter. That sort of calm British voice that he has about him. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of, like, he's kind of sassy. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because he's like, what does he say? Hang on, here it is. Oh dear, I see the actors won't be ready for another for another sixty seconds. However, thanks to our sponsor's remarkable foresight, we have a message that will fit in here just nicely. <laughs> <laughs> just like little like jabs like that. It's just like really fun and yeah, is very. Very engaging to watch. Like, I could have just watched him, like, narrate the story sitting on a chair for for 40 minutes, to be honest. Yeah, I I thought this was a a really um, good little watch. It's around 30 minutes with commercial, including the the beginning and closing portion with Alfred Hitchcock himself. Um, Do you have a rating for this or thumbs up thumbs down however you want to rate these non-wrestling events yeah have we done that before i'm sure i'm sure i probably stuck to my guns on the six pack rating so (laughs) i'll probably give it uh yeah i'll grade it on a curve because like i could only imagine what sort of other tv shows were going on at this time period and this is and, like, how much of that stuff wouldn't hold up today, and this one really holds up. So, with that in mind, I'm going to give it five and a half out of six. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, this is sort of my uh, go-to, like, classic 60s, 50s uh, sort of TV, just to sit down and unwind. Um, five beers for me. Really good. Pleasant, pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I never watched it, much of Alfred Hitchcock's stuff before. Like I said, I remember seeing 
like ads for him on TV one back in the day when I was a kid. And I used to be obsessed with Happy Days reruns. And you'd get the occasional Alfred Hitchcock ad on TV one. And I'd always, like as a kid, just be really creeped out by Alfred. Yeah, he sort of, um, if you're a young kid, he sort of does have a, uh, I suppose, an imposing demeanour look about him. Yeah, definitely. He's got that stone face and that deadpan stare and his, like intelligent way of talking is almost like creepy in a sense yeah i completely agree but i suppose enough about that alex where do we go next time for your choice on the 27th um oh yes i have picked it already yes um we're going to uh 1986, I believe I said it was. Uh, we're going to go outside of the ring to get inside of the ring. <laughs> um, 1985. So we're going to be watching uh, Grunt, the wrestling movie. It is available on YouTube if anyone dares to check it out. <laughs> and it's basically a mockumentary. Uh, a documentary crew sets out to unravel one of professional wrestling's most closely guarded secrets. It's former is former champion Mad Dog Joe DeCurso now wrestling as the Mask, and ah. we get a heap of cameos in here from actual wrestlers. You get uh the Destroyer Dick Bayer from. Uh, he wrestled in World Championship Wrestling in Australia. Dick Murdoch. Uh, the Golden Greek, John Tolos. Uh, Adrian Street and Miss Linda. Uh, who else? Dan Spivey. Uh, Mondo Guerrero. Mondo? Wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, Mondo Guerrero. <laughs> oh, different Mondo. <laughs> no, not Mongo. <laughs> Oh man. Um what is that early wrestling movie that has Vince McMahon or Vince McMahon Senior in it? Oh there's a Terry Funk one that he was in. Is that a that Paradise Alley or something? It might be. I'm not entirely sure, but something makes me think that's coming up soon as well. <laughs> Oh, that'd be a good idea. Oh, Paradise Alley is a Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> and it's about Sylvester Stallone training a guy to be a wrestler. You know Sylvester Stallone's connection to wrestling? Yeah, he was in uh, Fugs Starcade. <laughs> well, that too, but his bodyguard in Over the Top. Yeah, and guess who's in Paradise Alley was Sylvester Stallone? Funk? Forever! <laughs> Forever! That's a behind-the-scenes DVD extra. I want to see those two out on the town. Yeah. Oh, Paradise Alley's got Terry Funk, Ted DiBiase, uh, Dick Murdoch again. Jeez, he, he's getting in there. Which <laughs> Ted DiBiase had the better film career, senior or junior? Yeah, I think... We'll have to go with Senior for this one appearance in a Sylvester Stallone movie 
a bit better than the Marine 3 or 2 or whatever it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God, we're going to have to review. We're going to have to review something like that soon, aren't we? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. All right, my vote in a couple of months' time is see no evil. <laughs> uh, oh, we should have picked bloody Leprechaun. Oh, Leprechaun, that'd be a good one too. Next year. <laughs> oh um, man, yeah, yeah. St. Patrick's uh, Day slam. Oh uh, man. Uh, so with that being said, where can the good humans find you? Uh, you can find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ozstar with an AUS. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleOzStar. And they can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstar archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Apple Music or your podcast of choice using the RSS feed found in the link description below. And now, YouTube with the weekly wrestling wrap going up on YouTube weekly. Yeah. Oh, we're branching out, man. Tell a friend. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> with all that, nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Oh, I forgot to say, Eliza caught me watching uh, this Alfred Hitchcock episode, and she just looks at it, sees an old TV show, and just goes, oh, what's, what's Chris making you watch now? <laughs> <laughs>